And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We are live from the bunker. That would be the super-secret underground bunker here at World Headquarters in Kansas City. Greetings to all of you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea, captains, courageous princes of the universe. Conversationalists all across the fruited plain. We are broadcasting live to YouTube Odyssey and Facebook. And those of you who are with us live, you can join the chat, share your thoughts. I see Keely in there and Dave, good to see you there. And this show is also available... As a podcast, we're on various different podcast players, so uh, you can find us. Just search Sci-Fi for Me, and and it should pop up. Uh, one of these days, I, I should probably go through and just share a bunch of links to uh, everything, everywhere. I'm not sure exactly how how best to go about that. We've talked about maybe doing a link tree type of thing where uh, we have... <coughs> Excuse me, that came out of nowhere. We ha- we're thinking about a link tree type of thing where we have all of our links in various different places. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I it 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 might be uh it might be a, uh, an academic conversation if we keep losing subscribers over at YouTube. Um we're down to 2011. Uh and I I don't know. I guess some people are not too thrilled with some of the conversations and topics we've been covering of late. I know I've had a couple of people who have said, you know, you're leaning, you know, you're leaning too much into politics and stuff. I'm out. That's fine. And I do try to avoid getting too deep in the weeds on the political aspects of things that we discuss. But uh, I do think that some of the things, like the Will Smith thing, the Disney versus Florida thing, uh, I do think that those are germane because of how they affect the stories that we enjoy, the stories that are out there available for us, whether we enjoy them or not. This culture clash, the culture war is definitely having an effect. And the people who win are going to be the ones who get to tell the stories that we have out there. And whatever your feelings may be about any of this, I think it's a relative, uh, I think it's a relevant conversation to be had. Now, certainly we're not going to be spending every single day on it because I prefer to have interviews with people. I have conversations with people. I want to I want to be talking with people about things, whether it's their new book or their new crowdfunded comic or whatever. But on occasion, every now and again, it's, I think, uh, important to check in on that aspect of things because it does have such an impact on everything. It has an impact on our entertainment media. It has an entertainment on our news media. And I think the Disney thing is probably one of those catalyst moments. I mean, the parents are seeing Disney double down against parents. And it's however you want to categorize and and characterize the bill in Florida, uh, it is not what the media wants you to think it is. And it's not what these, these leftist activists want you to think it is. And this battle is not over, and it's escalating. And if Bob Chapek loses, then Disney could very well be lost to the culture war. And, and it's, it's important to a lot of people, because this is the Walt Disney Company. This is Disney. This is family-friendly Disney. This is, you know, 
The Great Mouse Detective and The Rescuers and 101 Dalmatians Disney going down this path. And a lot of people a lot of people are getting their eyes opened on on some of this stuff and it's going to get ugly and I've t- I've sat and I've said a number of times 2022 is going to be worse on some fronts than anything that we've seen in the last couple of 2-3 years. I think uh, I think having kids uh, doing school through Zoom woke up a lot of parents and it's and it and it it's it's tough to talk about and it's tough to talk about without getting too far into politics and i and i try to keep this relevant to what it does here because the disney thing also affects marvel and lucasfilm and pixar and that's you know that's star wars and toy story and and you know captain america and all of that but then you also look at the various different other companies that are out there. Warner, Warner Brothers, or Warner Media, Warner Brothers Discovery, whatever that thing is going to be called now. What does David Zaslav and his team think about all of this? And what kind of impact is that going to have on the DC universe? You know, not just DC movies, DC television, but also DC comics. So it is something that I think is relevant and if there are people that disagree with that and they want to go other places, that's fine. But the, the, the audience matters. And I think as all of this plays out, whether it's the Will Smith thing or the Blizzard Activision thing or the Disney versus Florida thing, whatever, whatever the topic is, if the focus is on the audience and if the audience matters then the audience wins and that kind of takes me into our topic for today because the audience is winning and so are the people making the sonic the hedgehog movies so uh <coughs> let's let's get into that for just a second here's Mazerus. disney has been slow to change i think they're just realizing how powerful cultural mythos can be as well as altering them. What, do the, what they do with that knowledge will indeed shape their future. Agreed. I, I agree with that. And it's, and it's worth pointing out that these fairy tales, the Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty types, you know, Grimm's fairy tales and all of that, um, they were much darker stories before they got Disney-fied. And, you know, the expectation for... Uh, for if you saw a Disney movie, you were going to get, you know, some G-rated family-friendly fare and not have to worry about what your kids are going to see and you don't have to screen it first. The original stories are much darker. Hansel and Gretel and, and you know, Snow White and all of those. Uh, not, not, as, not as clean as a whistle, shall we say, with regard to... Uh, uh, with regard to what those stories were like. And, and it's... Do we go back to that? I don't know. But it is going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Because... I whatever Whatever your feelings are about lifestyle choices, that's... That's completely irrelevant, really, when it comes to the grand scheme of things, because my my focus on this, when I start looking at this stuff, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of the corporate culture against the consumer. You have a bunch of activists who want to change the change the company to suit a, a, a viewpoint of a minority, a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction of the population, you know, 1%, 3%, they're driving the bus and it's going to be, it's going to be a train wreck when this thing stops because the consumer is standing up and saying enough, enough is enough is enough. And that's what happened with Sonic the Hedgehog because, you know, you remember in the beginning when Sonic the Hedgehog uh, got in here with uh, with their original 
with their original design, a lot of people were sitting there going, hey, wait a minute, what in the world is that? And the creepy factor was such that the fans stood up and said, no, thank you. And Paramount and, uh, and Jeff Fowler, the director of the movie, they listened to the consumer. They listened to the customer. And, and this whole thing, you know, the customer is always right, doesn't necessarily follow all the time. I know that. The customer is not always right. But that mantra is basically to get employees uh, in the mindset where they treat the customer with a certain amount of respect. And Sonic the Hedgehog 1 did just that because, you know, the, the stuff came out and, and Vulture's got a pretty good timeline on the revisions that happened because this, this Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, as you see here, well, if, I, if it would load, <coughs> this image of Sonic kind of creeped out a lot of people. And they sat there and went, ah, what is that? What is that terrible, ugly thing? And so it's, you know, terrible, ugly thing got changed. As it should have. Because, you know, Paramount recognized that if you've got a, a group of people who are sitting there saying, nope, I'm not going to buy that product, and you know ahead of time that they're not going to buy that product, and if you have the opportunity to make a change to that product so that they can buy it, or they will buy it, then it behooves you to maybe make that effort. And so they did, and Sonic the Hedgehog uh, did really well in the box office, even despite the whole pandemic issue. And it was it was one of those things where let me let me look up. I don't have the I don't have those numbers. Let me let me look those numbers up really quick. But it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those moments where the audience sat there and said, "Oh, we can make a difference." Because how many times have we heard the stories about you know if you don't if you don't like my politics, don't buy my book. And this this snarky neener neener attitude that creators have i mean look at what happened with with paul feig and and ghostbusters 2016 paramount and jeff fowler could have very well done the same kind of thing when when there was a backlash against the original design for sonic well you you just don't understand what you're saying you just don't know about it we we know what we're doing y'all just sit down and shut up but they didn't do that they could have in today's culture, that that behavior is encouraged. <coughs> so, uh, Mazur says it was a very tiny fraction of the population. In this case, the meek don't necessarily need to inherit the earth. I, you know, the definition of meek a lot of people don't quite understand that word. Meek does not mean uh, weak and ineffectual. And, and Mazur, I'm not saying that you said that it was. This is just in a broad sense. The word meek, basically the original word, means something along the lines of power under control, strength under control. The meek are not weak. The meek are self-controlled and there is a lot to be said for the power of self-control i have i have experienced this on on both sides of it having to exert some self-control and losing self-control i know that there are consequences to those choices and sometimes those those decisions get taken away from you uh, Dave says, also Terminator Dark Fate, another example. That's right. Uh, it, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, uh, peasant. And it's that superiority complex that's coming from Hollywood and Washington, D.C. and other places where they're sitting there saying, you don't, you don't know. We know. We're just, we're just going to tell you. We're going to tell you what to think. 
Box office for the original Sonic the Hedgehog from 2020. Now remember, this is this is pandemic that made $319 million worldwide. Opening weekend was $58 million domestic U.S. Now, you look at Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Opening weekend domestic, $71 million. So it's got a stronger opening than the first one. And right now, worldwide, it's made $141 million in its opening weekend. And beat the tar out of Mo- Morbius. Morbius' second weekend, I think, had a, like an 80% drop. This is family-friendly programming. And this is family-friendly programming that listens to the families, that listens to the customers, that listens to the people who are buying the tickets and said, here's what we're going to do. And you can see in you can see in the Rotten Tomatoes scores even the reflection of that. The critics, of course, are are going to be, you know, of that mindset <laughs> that you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know anything. We're your betters. You should listen to your betters. And and the Rotten Tomatoes score, sixty three percent for the first movie, ninety three percent audience score. And on Sonic 2, 67, 97. The audience, it's a higher audience score on the second one than it is on the first one. And we've seen over and over and over and over again the the audience score for the movies that actually care about the customer are higher, generally speaking, and the critic scores are going to be in this 50-60% range because the critics, by and large, are part of this snooty hoi polloi who thinks they know better than everybody else. And they don't. So it's, it's, one, of those, it's one of those things where... <coughs> I just, I just wonder, I just wonder why they continue to do this kind of thing because it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for them. It, it's, they haven't learned their lesson. They, they haven't learned what they should be taking away from they haven't learned what they should be taking away from these from these numbers yet some studios some studios have and i imagine that when we get when we get further into warner brothers discovery david zaslav is one of those people who looks at numbers and he has built a very successful group of networks that is likely going to inform how he deals with the Warner Brothers stuff. And who knows? That that could very well be the beginning of maybe not necessarily a resurrection, but a course correction, let's say. Uh, because there are there are people at, in the in the Warner Brothers hierarchy uh, who don't quite they don't quite understand they don't quite understand their audience and there are some in the Warner Brothers hierarchy that don't quite understand their intellectual property they don't quite understand the stories that they're being told that they're that they're trying to tell so it's it is going to be interesting to see how how this plays out because it'll be it'll be one of those things let's say because it's it's the the the, the creators of these things i mean even even going back to the original you know the when the sonic thing came out the creator of the sonic uh, video game came out and said oh that looks that doesn't look very good at all. 
and how often does you know how often does the 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 people making the adaptation respect the source material you know there's another aspect of this as well because you know you've got video games being adapted into television halo now being uh, roundly criticized for its changes to the to the franchise uh you've got Avatar the Last Airbender getting adapted live action and the the original creators of the show have walked away over creative differences so what is that going to look like The Lord of the Rings prequel Rings of Power uh the trailer on that has been uh has been ratioed to death 110,000 likes and 3 million dislikes on that YouTube video for the trailer for for Rings of Power the customers are speaking up. The customers are speaking out. And they're sitting there saying, not gonna happen. No, thank you. We're going to stay home. We're going to, uh, we're going to drop our subscription. And you gotta wonder what David Zaslav is looking at and, and how he's thinking uh, along these lines, what his plans are. You know, it's really, really, really early. The deal has just closed. We've got some executives on their way out, including Ann Sarnoff. So we'll see. The other part of this, too, you know, you talk about the, the creators and how they treat their, their fans. This is Jeff Fowler's uh, Twitter account. And uh, same with Ben Schwartz, who's the voice of Sonic in the movies. Both of them, their timelines... Uh, are a lot of positivity, a lot of appreciation for the fans. The movie's out, it's doing really well, and it's because of the fans. Everything, they go back to, you know, it, it says here, here's, here's one here. What an incredible night at the Sonic Movie 2 premiere. We could not be prouder of this film, and it wouldn't have been possible without our fans. Thank you for your amazing support. We're so excited to share this movie with you. This is how you do it. This is how you treat your customer. Remember what Harrison Ford said. He says, I don't have fans. I have customers. This is a business. You're selling a product. Your product needs to entertain. And if your product entertains and your product does what I expect it to do, now it's not always going to do that. It's not going to be 100% satisfaction all the time with everybody. But if you deliver the goods, people show up. If you build it, they will come. If you build a good, entertaining story, whether that's a movie or a television series or a comic book or a novel, <laughs> or a video game. I'm starting to sound like your boy Zach all the time. Uh, excuse me, folks. I don't know where this cough has... Ha, it ha, I know where the cough started. I had bronchitis a few weeks ago, and it's just hanging on this cough. I don't know why, but it's something, some kind of a catch that happens in my throat. So, it, I'm not... I'm not avoiding the cough button or anything. These things catch me by surprise. So I'm going to do my best to avoid blowing out the microphone whenever it happens. So my apologies. But when you when you talk to your customer and and and, and this is the same whether the customer is the somebody buying your product or if it's the client that you're making a product for and they go sell it to the customer. I do I do that myself. Uh, I just I just finished two television commercials for a company and here's the first round. What do you think? Well, we need to change this, change this, change this. Okay. Here's the opportunity. I can either push back and say, well, you don't really know what you're talking about. I'm the expert. I've been doing this for 33 years. Or I can do what I actually did and work within the instructions of the revisions and make those revisions work. And I, and I come up with something that the client is satisfied with because they're paying for a product. They're paying for my service. And if I give them something they don't like, 
And I give them something that doesn't do what they need it to do in terms of marketing, for example, in this, you know, with a TV commercial. If it doesn't send the right message, if it doesn't deliver the goods, then I don't get any more work. It's the same kind of thing. It's just on a different scale. If I go in to do some of my stagehand, I do, I do stagehand work. I go in and I help set up stages and, and video screens and walls and stuff for concerts and, and shows and trade shows and that kind of thing. If I walk in there and they sit there and they lay out the floor plan and they say, okay, we need all of this pipe and drape over here and carpet here and this video wall here and this stage here. If I come in here and I say, you know what, I think we ought to do it this way. I'm not going to be asked to come back because the client or the customer, the customer has a set of expectations that you have to deliver on when you're providing a product or service. And Hollywood maybe, maybe, possibly could be starting to realize that. Maybe. I don't know. We're going to see. Because when Strange New Worlds comes out May 5th, we're going to see if they've been listening, if they've been paying attention to the customer complaints about Discovery and Picard. Or if they're going to double down and continue along the path that Kurtzman has, has set out on to not necessarily ruin Star Trek, but provide an alternate Star Trek that not too many people enjoy. And if you enjoy Kurtzman Trek, that's fine. More power to you. You're welcome to enjoy what you enjoy. I'm not going to sit here and, and gatekeep and say, how dare you like Discovery? How dare you like Picard? I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. Because that's not respectful. And there are a lot of people, and most of them, not all of them, most of them on the, the, the progressive fringe left who are not respectful of anyone that disagrees with them. How dare you? And because you don't agree with them on Lord of the Rings prequel or Batwoman or... Jane Foster is Thor, or, you know, take your pick. If you don't agree with them, then you need to lose your life. You need to lose your livelihood. You need to lose your friends. You need to lose access to all of your social media. You need to lose access to your job and your income and your bank. And you don't need to be allowed to go anywhere. That's crazy talk. At what point did we decide as a society that it was okay to do that to people who disagree with you? I don't try to get anybody canceled. You disagree with me? Fine. You disagree with me. And I've even noticed, you know, some people have ghosted over on, on Facebook. Some of the stuff that I've posted on my personal page, not on the brand page. On my personal page has turned some people away, and that's fine. You don't want to have a conversation about it. You don't want to engage about it. That's fine. I'm not going to sit there and insult you and call for your job and call for you to be fired and call for you to have your head cut off, I, metaphorically speaking. Because that doesn't accomplish anything. It's far better to have those conversations when you disagree with people. Have those conversations about why you disagree. Why do you think you, that you're right and, and the other person is wrong? You know, Mr. Harvey and I have conversations like that sometimes. Not very often. And they don't get heated a lot. We, you know, we have, we have good conversations about things. And when we disagree on things, we disagree respectfully and we, we go on. It's what people do. It's what grown-ups do. And in the case of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the grown-ups have decided, you know what, we might want to... <coughs> excuse me. 
excuse me, we might want to listen to our customer. And this is what happens. $71 million in the box office. Well ahead of expectations, according to the Hollywood Reporter, starting off when earning $26.5 million on Friday. And that includes, I think, six, I think six and a half million on preview night, Thursday night. Um, so it's now the biggest launch of all time for a video game adaptation, beating the first Sonic. Also, Paramount's biggest three-day opening since 2014. Now, 2014 is eight years ago. And that's pre-pandemic, it's pre-Trump, it's pre-culture war, it's pre-Me Too, it's pre-Oscar So White, it's pre-January 6th. None of that stuff was going on. None of that stuff was being talked about. That culture war had not started yet. Paramount's biggest three-day opening since 20. 14. February 2020 opened to 58 million, the first Sonic, and that was President's Day weekend pr just a month before we all got locked in our homes under house arrest. Overseas, Sonic 2 grossed another 37 million from 53 markets for a to uh, foreign total of 73 million, 141 million globally over the weekend. And then they talk about Ambulance, Michael Bay's new movie, which is, I think, DOA. 8.7 million in the opening. Um, I mean, it's a global total of 31 million. Ambulance is dead. Ambulance is DOA. Now, I say that it could come back in the second weekend because everybody goes to see Sonic 2 and then some people decide they go to see Ambulance and they say, hey, you know, it's not a bad movie. It's pretty good. Let's go see it. And, and next weekend, maybe we get an uptick. But it's likely not going to happen for whatever reason. Who knows? It's an action picture. It's a Michael Bay picture. Is it Michael Bay? I think it's Michael Bay. Right? Morbius dropping to number two. A 74% drop on Morbius. It's also struggling overseas, according to this article. It's grossed $69.3 million for a worldwide total of $126.3 million. So, okay. Now, everything, everywhere, all at once from A24. This is the Michelle Yeoh uh, multiverse movie. They're expanding in their third weekend, so they're going to be on more theaters uh, coming in for uh, for this next this next weekend. It was number six uh, this this past weekend. Uh, projected six million from only twelve hundred and fifty theaters. It's doing really well, and and the buzz on it is very positive. People seem to like the story that it's telling. They also like the fact that Short Round is back. So, I mean, that's a that's a big draw for me. I haven't seen it yet. My my, it's on my list. I know there's a theater here in town that's that's showing it. We just got to figure out a time to actually go and see it. But yeah, it you you have to you have to listen to the customer. You have to talk to the customer. The customer pays your bills. And speaking of which, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Live from the bunker. It's Sci-Fi for Me Radio. The concept of flying cars uh -huh. is just a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. It is a disastrous idea. People can't drive on a level, flat surface, yeah. let alone, you know, it's... Uh, 
trust me, this is one of those things where you want Khan to be thinking two-dimensionally. The H2O Podcast, Monday night at 8, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Good morning, Multiverse. Saturday morning at 11, 10 Central, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here along with all of you, including Wolverine626, who has this to say about Ambulance, likely on PVOD in about a couple of weeks being a universal film. It's possible. I think they'll give it a little bit longer on uh, on theatrical, but uh, yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to last very long at all in, uh, in the box office in the theaters, so... Oh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, one other thing, too, I want to point out as far as the Sonic thing goes, as far as taking uh, taking time to listen to uh, listen to customers and, and, and appeal to the audience and respect the source material and all of that, is the poster, is the teaser poster that was that came out when they when they brought this out uh, in theaters April eighth. Uh, when when this poster came out a lot of people were very happy with this a lot of a lot of pleasant reactions pleased reactions because uh, of the layout of this it it shows uh that people are paying attention because it matches ish the the cover for the original sonic game you've got sonic and tails there you got a big two up top you got dr robotnik in the in the background and in the in the movie poster, of course, you see Knuckles there inside the two. So the layout is a little bit different, but it it harkens back. It's this, you know, it's this. We understand our source material. We're going to pay respect to the source material, and you get a lot of positive response from that. You get a lot of positive buzz from that. So we'll see how it does in the long term. I expect that it's probably going to be I don't, I don't know five five hundred five hundred million dollars maybe because the original original did three hundred nineteen and that was going into a pandemic lockdown. So who knows how well it would have done if we hadn't shut the country down. So this one. 141 in the first opening weekend. I expect it probably will cl- will get close to five. It may do more than that. We'll see. <coughs> I don't know. We'll see. All right. So a couple of uh, uh, a couple of other just random thoughts here because something I forgot to mention at the top of the hour. We are getting very close. Very close. Very close. To our 400th episode here, uh, this current episode right here, this one right here, is 390, what is this one, 390, 390, <laughs> excuse me, this is 396, 396, I think I'm going to have to actually have that cough looked at, alright, 396, which means we stay on schedule, we got 7, 8, 9, we got 399, then we have 400. 400, if we follow our regular schedule, 400 would be here on Monday, the 18th, which is tax day. But it's also, there's a, there's a little bit of a complication. So I want to get you guys, uh, uh, your thoughts on, on how we proceed with this. Because it's a pretty big milestone. I mean, 400 episodes. We've been doing this show since off and on since 2014. It hasn't been a steady thing, but when we came back and we brought this show back, we've just been going, 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 going. And now here we are close to episode 400. And it, it, if we do the regular schedule, it's on Monday. Now, the complication of that is that now uh, Mrs. Boss <clears throat> has started going back into the office 
as part of, you know, the workforce going back into the office. So Mondays, they're rotating, uh, they're rotating desks, they're rotating different people in different in, in the office different days. And Monday is Mindy's day. So today that started, she's out actually out of the studio today. She's not working from home today. She's actually in her office today. The dogs are very confused. Because they don't know what to make of it. Because the last two years, you know, Mrs. Boss, Mommy has been home. And now she's gone for the day. And they're just like, what do we do? Where is she? And, of course, you know, it's, they're, they're looking at me like, what'd you do with her? <coughs> so, uh, in, in, in that regard... If we did our 400th episode on Monday, Mrs. Boss would not be able to participate. And it's kind of a celebratory thing. You know, it's, it's, something, to, it's something to mark the occasion. And I thought we'd do kind of a special edition episode of sorts. So now we got to figure out how we do that. So Mrs. Boss can participate. Now that's assuming she wants to participate, of course. So we could either do 400 on Friday... Or we could do 400 next Tuesday. We take Monday off. We t- Monday off for taxes, and do 400 on Tuesday. So I'm going to open the floor to suggestions and feedback. Any of you who have any kind of an opinion on that, <coughs> because I would like for Mrs. Boss to be a part of it, and I also want to invite some other people to to participate if they're able and whatnot. And schedule can affect that too. So. Do we do 400 on Friday or do we do it next Tuesday? We take we take Monday off and we do it next Tuesday. So we'll see. Yeah, any of you have thoughts? Dave's, Dave's uh, vote for Tuesday. If any of you are listening to this or, or watching this in replay, you can leave a comment or you can send us an email. Live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com is the email address. So that's... That's what uh, that's what we're looking at. The other thing too, I got this email. Speaking of email, I got this email from IDW Publishing. This was uh, this is an email that I got back in March, announcing a new publication. Uh, Mazer is also there for Tuesday. Okay, this is a new publication from IDW that's coming in June. June twenty second is the street date. It is the Sonic the Hedgehog 30th Anniversary Comic Book Special. This is the uh, this is the collection of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog comics. It's timed to uh, match up with the 30th anniversary of the game. Uh, supersized 80-page comic book featuring three tales of colorful heroes and dastardly villains. For this particular tribute comic, IDW has tapped Gail Galligan, known for her illustration work on the Babysitters Club, along with Justin Travis and Griffin Justin Travis and Griffin McElroy, podcasters recognizable from the Adventure Zone and the widely wildly popular My Brother, My Brother and Me. This group of newcomers will be contributing their first ever Sonic Adventures alongside fan favorite and longtime scribe Ian Flynn. And artists Mauro Fonseca, Reggie Graham, Aaron Hammerstrom, and Thomas Roethlisberger. Uh, Seasons of Chaos is the first of three stories. And then you've got... um, Oh, let's see. Dr. Eggman's Eggman's Birthday is the second story. And the action-packed third story, Sonic Learns to Drive... Uh, is on this. So this is out on uh, June 22nd. And there's also going to be a deluxe edition. So uh, so if you're into Sonic Comics, IDW is going to have that. And for those of you who need to find your comic book shop, there are still a few out there, you can go over to scififorme.com. In the right-hand column, scroll down, you will find the comic book shop locator. Uh, so you can click on that, enter your zip code, and you can find the comic book shops that are closest to you. Hello, Cam. I see you there in the chat showing up. Uh, let me let me catch you up to speed. Sonic doing good. 
They listen to the customers. Other companies should learn. And our 400th episode is either going to be Friday or Tuesday, depending on what everybody thinks is going to work. So, Cam, let me let me know. Friday or Tuesday, does that work better for you? Because uh, Mindy's got to be in the office on Monday, so we're making an adjustment on the schedule. All right, so you're all up to speed, right? <laughs> right? That's, that's how we do it. Um, that's the Reader's Digest. Tuesday is better for Cam as well. All right, so it looks like it looks like Tuesday is likely going to be 400. So I'll take Monday off, finish the taxes. I've done it. I've started them. I've started my taxes. I haven't finished them. I got to get all the expenses in now. So part of being an entrepreneur. We planted apple trees this weekend. I we're we're not we're not doing Tim Pool level compound stuff, but you know, we planted some apple trees. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's very nice to see them in the ground and not in pots. So uh Cam appreciates the summary. Well, you know, you're welcome. We do those things. Oh, anyway, all right. Um there is a lot going on. The Elon Musk thing with Twitter continues to develop. Like I said last week, you you know, you jump on a story and you've got your hot take and you've got your your very quick uh you know, this is how I feel about things and the story develops past that and I think I think we're still seeing there's there's at least one more shoe that's going to drop and we'll see how that goes um yeah and so i don't know uh on the disney thing i do want to make a recommendation wdw pro some of you may be familiar with his work he's been uh, a, a disney insider a secret disney insider uh works over on the parks side of disney and we don't know who he is but uh, he has been a source for a number of different leaks and uh, inside information that turns out to be more true more often than not. And he's started uh, he started a, a website called thatparkplace.com. He's got some really interesting articles over there about what's going on inside of Disney, uh, especially with regard to the diversity uh, efforts. And, uh, you know, Christopher Rufo has done some stuff on that. Valiant Renegade has got some really good uh, videos on this. Valiant has had WDW Pro on there for a series of videos. They're talking about what's going on inside Disney. And like I said before, this culture war, this battle for who gets to be in charge of our entertainment media, that's going to have long-term effects. And... Uh, uh, WDW Pro is is detailing some of that uh, over on uh, over on his site with various different articles about what's going on on the inside. And something we have not touched on, and likely won't. Now, well, I say we haven't touched on it. We have reported when there are decisions in the legal proceedings, if the judge issues a ruling or something like that, with regard to. Uh, pirate guy and and aqua lady and that trial starts today and uh, i know uh, i think ricada's ricada's looking at it that umbrella guy is looking at it so they'll be covering because that umbrella guy has been all over this thing from the very beginning and i know other people have been have been looking at all of this as well but uh, we're not going to dig into the, to the gossipy stuff. We're not, and I'm not saying that Tug's just all gossip. Tug's done some some solid reporting on this stuff. Um, but we will likely report when decisions get made, when rulings get made, and things like that. But we're not going to get into the minutia of everything that happens at each at at each day of the trial, um, just simply because it's. It's one of those radioactive YouTube topics. <clears throat> Plus, I haven't been keeping on top of everything there. But that trial is going on this week. And I expect that we'll get some uh, 
some newsworthy items out of that. And of course, the whole Elon Musk thing with Twitter and stop and consider that Elon has been involved with Aqualady in the past. So who knows what could happen here in the next couple of weeks? Some shoes are hanging in the air. They're getting ready to drop. And when they do, uh, we will let you know about it. And we'll discuss it and we'll uh, we'll have some thoughts, maybe, depending on what it is. All right, so in the meantime, uh, check out any of the rest of the videos. That's it for today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. If you are listening to this as a podcast, we do invite you to check out the video. We air live Monday through Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. And uh, you can check us out on YouTube, Odyssey, and Facebook. And I do appreciate all of you in the chat. Cam, Dave, Mazurus, Wolverine, uh, who else is in there? I think I saw Keely in there as well. So good to have you all uh, with us. And like I said, if you are here in replay mode, you can leave a comment as well. You can send us feedback, uh, topic suggestions, guest suggestions, live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com. And we will do this all again tomorrow. Coming up tonight on the H2O podcast, we're getting close to a milestone there as well. Tonight we're going to be talking about what makes for a successful spinoff. Uh, because there have been a few. So we're going to talk about that uh, tonight. And then coming up soon, probably in a couple of weeks... Number 300, the H2O podcast hits a milestone. We're going to have our 300th episode, and we're going to be talking about the movie 300, which I have not seen. And so this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to watch it, and you're going to get my very first impressions and reactions. We're not going to watch it during the show. I'm going to watch it before the show and we're going to discuss it because I haven't seen it yet. If you want to connect with us on uh, social media, we've got all of those links there that you can uh, you can check us out on all the different social medias. Just look for Sci-Fi for Me. We have a newsletter you can sign up for. Uh, just go over to uh, sci-fiforme.com or you can click the link in the notes for any of our videos. And of course, uh, if you want to support us financially we do have a paypal tip jar there's a subscribe star we do have a discord but i got to figure out what i'm going to do with it it's coming we're going to figure this out i don't know i may take an i may take an hour this week and do some recruiting and 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 pitch if anybody wants to volunteer to help us out on some stuff i'm open to it but uh we'll leave that for another day all right that's going to do it for us today thanks very much for being here folks remember there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.